Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having an outstanding start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So we now are are at January 24th, and of course that means that we are a day removed from one of the most important dates on any off-season calendar when it comes to Major League Baseball. Now, it's not every January 23rd, but as we get to late January and every normal MLB off-season, that typically is is the time when that specific year's Hall of Fame class is announced, and that was the case on Tuesday. Of, Of the pool of eligible players, for the 2024 Hall of Fame class that were eligible to potentially be voted into this year's class. Seven players from that pool got 55% or more of the vote. Of course, you need to get 75% to earn induction into the Hall of Fame. And for 2024, the three players who earned 75% or more of the vote was Adrian Beltre, who in his first year of eligibility got 95% of the vote, Todd Helton, in his sixth year of eligibility, got 79.7% of the vote. And Joe Maurer, in his first year, got 76.1% of the vote. So congratulations to Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer, three of the best offensive players that we've seen over the past 25 to 30 years. Congratulations to each of them. Well-earned inductions into the Hall of Fame as part of the 2024 Hall of Fame class, along with manager Jim Leland. But for Braves country in particular, this was a a pretty exciting class to watch because the next three players who unfortunately were not included in this year's class, they all three were former Braves. Billy Wagner, he earned 73.8% of the vote this year. In his ninth year of eligibility, Gary Sheffield earned 63.9% of the vote in his 10th year of eligibility. And of course, Andrew Jones, the player in particular, so many in Braves country want to see earn his rightful spot in Cooperstown. He earned 61.6% of the vote. And the only other player that got 55 or more percent was Carlos Beltran. So congratulations to Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helton, three deserving players in the 2024 Hall of Fame class. But unfortunately for Billy Wagner, who's one of the most dominant relievers, one of the arguably the best left-handed reliever of all time, he fell just five votes short. But of course, being his ninth year of eligibility, he has one year left. He's been knocking on the door over the past couple of years. You have to anticipate that there's a very good chance Billy Wagner could finally earn his shot in the 2025 class in his final year of eligibility. Fortunately for Gary Sheffield, it looked like that he potentially could be knocking on the door this year. He just did not have, you know, you know, really anywhere close to what he needed once the final votes were tallied. He now has fallen out of that initial 10-year window that, you know, former players get to potentially earn, you know, a right to Cooperstown. He's fallen out of that initial 10-year window. There could be a way that he eventually could make it, but unfortunately he did not get voted in. But of course, the name again in particular, that really stands out is Andrew Jones, who this year earned 
0.6% of the vote. And that is encouraging. So Andrew Jones just completed his seventh year of eligibility and that initial 10-year window that riders can vote players into the Hall of Fame. Andrew Jones, of course, the big news for him occurred last year. In 2022, his fifth year of eligibility, he had 41% of the vote. Last year, he jumped up to 58%, and this year, he jumped up to 61%. So, seventh year of eligibility, that means Andrew Jones has three years left. He continues to trend in the right direction. And there are a couple of external factors as we move forward over the next three years in which Andrew Jones, you know, that's his eligibility window, his eighth, ninth, and tenth year of eligibility. I think there are a couple of external factors to consider when it comes to his eventual opportunity to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. For one, you know, if you look over the past couple of years, you'll see that Gary Sheffield and Andrew Jones have kind of been neck and neck. Both enjoyed a big leap in their percentage of the votes earned in 2022. And they've stayed neck and neck in 2023 as well as 2024. But of course, Gary Sheffield got this needed boost in the last three years of his eligibility. Andrew Jones got it in his fifth sixth and seventh years of eligibility. So even though Andrew Jones and Gary Sheffield have kind of been neck and neck when it comes to percentage of the votes earned over the past three years, the fact that Andrew Jones did it with three more years of eligibility on his end, that shows that he's trending ahead of Gary Sheffield when it comes to Andrew Jones likely earning a spot in Cooperstown. So anybody wants to compare Jones's future fate when it comes to Hall of Fame induction, he definitely is ahead of schedule when you compare him to someone like Gary Sheffield. The other thing that stands out, in my opinion, is again, you had seven members of this year's class earn 55% or more of the vote. The next closest vote tally of this year's pool of players was 34%. And of the seven that earned 55% or more in this cycle, three of them are now in the Hall of Fame, Beltre Helton, as well as Maurer, Wagner knocked on the door and will be eligible and, and likely will get in in 2025. Gary Sheffield has fallen off the ballot. And so that leaves both Andrew Jones and, of course, Carlos Beltran. Again, Beltran earning 57% of the vote in his second year of eligibility. So the big key for Andrew Jones moving forward is that there's not just a whole bunch of players. There's not eight, nine, ten players who are earning, you know, upwards of 50% of the vote and in, are in their, you know, sixth, seventh years of eligibility. There's not a ton of players who are carrying over to the next year who are as close as Andrew is knocking on the door. You've got Wagner, who's likely going to earn it in 2025, and then Andrew Jones and Carlos Beltran, who are another significant leap away from being right on that um, um, doorstep like Wagner was this year. So the fact that there's just not a ton of players in a similar case as Jones, who are kind of getting towards the end of their eligibility window. They're, they've earned 50% or 60% of the vote. Since there's not as many options to vote for, that could mean that next year, Andrew Jones continues to get those extra votes that he needs to either get right on that doorstep or potentially make a huge leap next year to finally earn his rightful spot in Cooperstown. But of course, the biggest external factor of all is not who's carrying over to next year, but in the next few years, who's going to start to be eligible? And for Andrew Jones's sake, 
as well as Billy Wagner's. The fact is, is that in 2025, 2026, 2027, there's just not a ton of clear first ballot Hall of Famers who are going to come down the pipe over the next few years. Now, in 2025, you obviously have Ichiro Suzuki as well as CC Sabathia, who could be a part of the Hall of Fame class. Both of them will be first ballot options, and Ichiro easily should get in, just like David Ortiz in 2022 and Adrian Beltre in 2024. He easily should get 95% or more of the vote. You can make a case for CC Sabathia as well, but when you get past 2025, when you look at 2006 and 2027, you know, perhaps um, Buster Posey could be an option to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. My point that I'm getting at is, is that over the next three years, there's just not that many. There may be one or two clear first ballot Hall of Famers over the next three years that'll become eligible for the first time to be in the Hall of Fame. So when it comes to those players that are carrying over to next year in terms of eligible for the Hall of Fame along with Andrew Jones and those who will be eligible in terms of first ballot options over the next few years, there's just not that many potential sources of competition for Andrew Jones. So with the leap that we've seen him make over the past few years, you have to remain confident. If I were to predict, I would say that Andrew Jones has a very good shot of making it in 2026, his ninth year of eligibility next year. You've got Ichiro, you've got um, um, uh, Billy Wagner, who likely is going to make it. You've obviously got CC Sabathia. Perhaps the 2026 class will be headlined by CC Sabathia and Andrew Jones. So even though I, I don't think there's any debate that Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, I do think that this year should once again increase the anticipation, increase the positivity that both Wagner and Andrew Jones will eventually earn their spots in Cooperstown. We may just have to wait another year or two to see that occur. Of course, another Braves news or Braves-related news over the past few days, former Braves reliever, veteran reliever, Colin McHugh, he announced his retirement from baseball. McHugh has been you know, a valuable reliever for the Braves over the past couple of years, but he retired from baseball, a guy who seems to be just a great guy, great teammate. Um, he retired from the game of baseball. want to wish him the best of luck. And, and beyond that, you know, we're still seeing you know, the MLB offseason continue to move kind of at a snail's pace. There's many notable names, even though, you know, yesterday we saw a few notable names, you know, sign contract, uh, Reese Hoskins with uh, the uh, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, Matt Moore with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Still seeing some names trickle in, you know, every every day or so, but it still remains a very slow MLB offseason, so hopefully we'll continue to see, you know, some more signings occur as time goes on. As far as the Braves go, is there any anticipation that other moves could occur, maybe not, but it does seem as if that, you know, as this MLB offseason goes along, perhaps there is, you know, a value or two that the Braves can jump on that they feel can make their team even stronger for 2024, and it'll be interesting to see what other names are included, you know, not necessarily, you know, as being, you know, a big signing or anything, but what other names could be included as being potential options to make the roster as we get into spring training. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Again, congratulations to Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer, the 2024 MLB Hall of Fame class. You have to feel, you know, pretty bad 
for Billy Wagner just being right on that doorstep, falling five votes short, but unfortunately not making it this year. But again, as I mentioned, I do feel that confidence continues to be high. Gary, um, um, Billy Wagner in 2025, and then likely Andrew Jones having a very good shot in 2026 and 2027. I still think that there's a very good shot. Both Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones earned their spots in Cooperstown over the next few years. And an exciting bit of news here on the Battery Power Podcast Network. Later on today, going into Thursday, I'll be joined by Baseball America's own Ben Badler to discuss the 2024 international signing class for the Braves and just in general, how the Braves have continued to improve their farm system over the past few years now that they've finally been able to get back to going full scale into the international signing period after years of dealing with penalties, you know, following last year's, you know, international signing period, uh, uh, you know, penalties that Major League Baseball put on the Braves. We'll discuss this year's class, Jose Padermo and others, plus how the Braves have really infused the lower part of their minor league system with talent from international signing classes over the past few years. So Ben Badler, one of the best names when it comes to um, international scouting, international signings in baseball. Ben Badler of Baseball America will be joining me for the latest edition of the Daily Hammer Wednesday into Thursday. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. Make sure you check out all the great podcast content and all the great content in general at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Battery Power Podcast.